0: And we're back from summer vacation. Here's our summary. You're listening to Liao Liao.
1: Oh eh So what have you been doing during this summer?
0: What have you been doing?
1: Oh, I've been doing a lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> um well we last left off um when we were about to move, right? Yes how far had we come like had we packed everything no we didn't because we recorded it we had purchased the house i had been here or the apartment i had been here and looked at it and i signed some papers and i came back
1: yeah you came back during like after the easter holiday
0: yeah and um, that's about
1: that's where we
0: left off Yes. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing that happened after that is that we moved.
1: Yes. It was a lot of work when we were. Yeah, carrying stuff. That. Yeah.
0: So, we booked a moving cart and uh, we wanted to get the uh, medium one um, because we thought it would be cheaper and easier to control and everything
1: and we thought that was enough for us
0: yes but uh, fortunately (laughs) they uh, contacted us and said we don't have a medium moving cart we have a big one though do you want it and we were like oh this is gonna be so much trouble now yeah okay we'll get a big one
1: no but it was actually easier because we could pick it up in umeom instead of another town like two hours away
0: yeah oh so the reason why we wanted a a medium one except for the price and so was also because we thought that uh, the car we were gonna use to pull it couldn't pull heavier carts yeah but we decided to try anyway and grandpa was like um yeah the car will pull it and if the police stop us and check Then we say we didn't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Typical grandpa.
0: Yes. Um, Well, yeah, uh, we can say now um, that there would have been no way, no way at all that we could have fit everything into the medium one. Because we barely fit everything into the big one.
1: Yeah, because you have a big collection of video games, Mm. CDs and... Um, Old furnitures and also a lot of stones and old collections.
0: I think this is not really fair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's not big collections. It's a few items. And uh, I don't really have many old furnitures. I have one old furniture. (laughs) But sure, without it, it would have been a little bit easier. But it's not like that's the things taking most of the space.
1: No, and w- I think the the things that were taking a lot of space was the sofa mm. and some uh, desks, desks, and tables, and also microwave.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, the beeping is actually for a pie. You want to taste? Yeah. Okay, be right back. And we're back. Um, We haven't tried it yet. It's an apple pie, but it's too warm. So we got to let it cool.
1: It looks really good.
0: Yeah. One of the benefits of of moving to where we are is that we have found this forest or not, maybe not forest road, but this road um, where I think there must have been an old house somewhere. Because we have apple trees uh, around this road. Yeah, we have our own... pear trees. Our own
1: private apple and pear trees.
0: Kind of private. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it it seems to be a lot of them with pretty good apples. A bit um, animal-eaten sometimes. Insect-eaten mainly, like larvae.
1: Yeah, but we were able to find some um, sweet ones, actually. Mm. and they were not eaten by the animals insects Insects. (laughs) well worms mainly
0: worms yeah Mm. but the pears are too uh, bitter i think too sour
1: we'll wait for a little bit and then
0: see if they mature Mm. i wish they had some like i was gonna say peaches i mean plums yeah that would have been nice
1: well, that's the only the only thing that's missing. Mm-hmm.
0: So w- we've been doing some stuff with this lately, like some pie, some applesauce, some apple juice. <laughs> even uh, even though that wasn't really on purpose. No, I, I, we I, found I, it just. I put in too much water <laughs> in the when making the applesauce, and uh, it kind of looked like an apple soup. And uh, then I poured the water out and I thought, hmm, this tastes pretty good. I should keep it. And And here we we are, apple juice. Apple juice. And we're all juiced up right now.
1: And we were, uh, we are also very lucky to get a forest, a blueberry forest in our neighborhood.
0: Yeah, it's, well, I guess the forest is actually like a pine forest.
1: No, but I'm going to name it blueberry forest.
0: Right, <laughs> because it has a lot of blueberries. Mm. We we went, we took the car and we went uh, to places to look around to try to f- uh, find blueberries uh, in the forests. And th- we found some and they were terrible, super sour.
1: And we thought that, oh shit, the blueberry season is
0: over. Or this is a bad blueberry area, like the blueberries here are bad. Uh. <laughs> and then... We took a walk because we haven't quite explored all of our uh, new neighborhood. neighborhood. Mm. Yeah, and voila, we found a forest and blueberries. Yes, so we that been... are really good.
1: Mm. So we've been getting blueberries for breakfast to have it with yogurt yeah. and also blueberry pies. Mm. And anything else?
0: No. <laughs> no
1: blueberry mud cake
0: oh yeah, yeah yeah we tried to make a blueberry mud cake yeah yeah
1: and what do you think about it
0: pretty good but the uh, normal mud cake is better
1: yeah we prefer the normal mud cake
0: yeah yeah well everything gets blue like your fingers your tongue your teeth
1: mm, your shoes and socks your poop uh-huh yeah maybe i don't know <laughs>
0: It's more like <laughs> dark colored, I don't know. Um,
1: I'm not super interested in your poop color. No, no, no.
0: I know. Mm. So, yeah, we were moving. And, uh, and we actually moved. And we actually moved. And we m- carried all the stuff out and we carried all the stuff in. And we have a big uh, storage this time, so I can actually fit all the old all the collections <laughs> So that's nice.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Anything else about the moving part?
1: Nothing too special, I think. Okay. Well, it it was a special move, uh, moving trip for me because I have moved a lot of times in Taiwan before, yeah. and we actually we usually ask friends to help. Just we don't. Without... Yeah, I
0: wish I had a friend that <laughs> would help in that part. We
1: don't yeah. uh, rent a cart and then actually mm. fill it and. Right. use a car to drag the, the cart
0: yeah so the trip from up there to here takes like eight nine hours Oh well, it's
1: eight hours if you don't stop mm-hmm. on the way
0: and um we um drove i guess six hours the first day and then two hours the second
1: mm. something like that yeah um with the help of your mom.
0: With the help of my mom. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and she's my only friend <laughs> that would help me move. She and grandpa.
1: But yeah, uh, we, we were gonna... We looked it up uh, for a moving company, but it costs just way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: way, way, way too much.
1: So this is the most affordable and reasonable way to move mm. from so up north to so down south
0: yeah a a tip don't don't do it either you move there and stay or you you don't move from there
1: i think that's what your mom said when we were discussing about this she said don't move too far away or something
0: yeah don't move too far away again yeah because
1: it's too expensive
0: (laughs) too difficult Mm. god (laughs) But then we started to get used to the area where we live. It has some benefits, except the ones um, we already talked about. Like, we are pretty close to two of the bigger Swedish towns, which isn't that big.
1: uh, Bigger than Umeå.
0: Yeah, and um, it's like 15 minutes to a shopping mall or so, shopping area.
1: Twenty to Ikea.
0: Hmm. Which we went to quite a bit (laughs) in the beginning. (laughs) We sold um, our bed uh, in um, Venice. And then we slept on the floor. And then we kept sleeping on the floor when we got here. And then we went to Ikea.
1: And then we finally got a bed. Yay!
0: And then we sold. (laughs) No, we gave back half of the bed. Or one of the beds the mattress the mattress one of the mattresses because it wasn't great for me and now we're waiting for another mattress
1: hopefully it's good enough for you
0: yes otherwise i'm i'm kind of okay with this uh uh, no mattress (laughs) deal but you know we'll 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 see
1: so you wanna talk a little bit about what you've been doing this summer
0: Right, so I have been working, even though I haven't been working.
1: You mean you've been working with field work, but without being paid,
0: yeah, exactly so and it, I know that that it can sound a bit stupid to work without getting paid, but in my line of work, it's every little bit of of experience counts, and. Uh, it's important to get whatever you can in order to get jobs that actually pay you later.
1: So you want to tell us what's, what your specialty is?
0: Do I have a specialty?
1: Oh, I hope you do. Like, like what? What you have done and what oh, you, you, mean you what, focus what's on. What's my line of work?
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm an archaeologist. And for those who who doesn't know, it's not about um, digging dinosaur bones. That's paleontologist. and it's not about raiding Egyptian tombs, a la um, Indian Indiana Jones style. <laughs> Even though I I could do that, you know, <laughs> it's cool. It's about learning about the, um, the past. Before there were written history. It's the, um, how do you say it, like the study of humans before so, written history.
1: What's the difference between anthropology and archaeology?
0: Anthropology doesn't dig.
1: So they use your information to interpret the history?
0: Well, anthropologists is, yeah, kind of. And um, I suppose they use living people as well.
1: uh uh-huh okay okay you want to tell us where you worked
0: wow there's a lot about about a lot of uh, you want to tell us um I yeah sure, d- sure i think you do right yeah you, you're pushing me here <laughs> <laughs> so a few a few kilometers from where we live like, a
1: few you mean like 20 kilometers
0: maybe 30 oh, yeah <laughs>
1: that's quite a bit
0: something like that there is a mound and it's been confusing people for quite a while so a long time they thought this mound was artificial but that it was a burial mound that sometimes during the prehistory the iron age maybe a thousand years ago there would have been some people burying someone and putting a mound on top of him and the mound is a big pile of uh, earth, of soil.
1: So for people who don't know anything about archaeology, it's a little hill, like grass on top of it.
0: Yeah, or trees. or whatever. Yeah, or anything. Yeah.
1: It might just look like a hill Yeah, yeah for yeah. normal people. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And this particular little hill with, with grass on it, it is um, about 50 meters long and 14 meters wide or so. Maybe a bit a bit wider. And what they found out back in 2013 is that, no, no, no. This is not a burial mound. This is a house plateau, a platform. Plateau might be a Swedish word. <laughs> I'm not sure. I so this is a house platform. So it's flat on top. And maybe it's three meters high or so two, three meters and uh, they had their house on top and it was a huge house for that time. So in in Scandinavia during during this time, like a thousand, maybe 13, 1400 years ago, uh, when it first was built, this house, they had this, the typical house was called like a hall, uh, a long house and um, it would have been longer, and thin, like long and thin. But even though the normal ones are called longhouses, this one is v- very long. <laughs> it's longer than a long house than a normal one. And uh, they usually support the roof by having posts, like big, uh, long pieces of lumber, of, of trees that are cut down <laughs> and put in the ground. And that supports the uh, the roof. But in this particular one, the roof is also supported by the walls. But, you know, all these details is not very interesting, I guess.
1: But they w- this wasn't your first time that you worked there, right?
0: No, no, I excavated this one last year as well. And we found some pretty spectacular finds, both last year and this year.
1: So one of those is golden guys
0: yeah golden guys or gg <laughs> as we say
1: so the, the this town has actually gotten a bit crazy about this golden guy figures
0: yeah so um back during the Vendel age in sweden you're you're not gonna recognize this but the Vendel age it's the period around 600 um after christ like year 600 or so and during this time, there were they were putting up these, they were making these small, 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 like a thumbnail um, in size and in uh, thickness, golden stamps, you could say almost. And they are having uh, different motifs. All the ones we found thirty-one in this house. All these ones have the motive of a male person and a female person hugging, kissing. And uh, it's pretty nice. And um, people are speculating what it, what it shows. Like, are there some gods? Are there for people getting married? Like, do you give this as a gift? Or something like that. But it seems like they have been put on top of, like, on posts, the wooden the lumber and <laughs> the, the the wooden posts and uh, then sometime they have been fallen off or yeah gone to the ground and then into the post holes when they cleaned the house but they are they are very spectacular in a way and it's very rare for archaeologists to find gold and to find these ones um, they think that finding these ones shows that you're the people that live there were part of some kind of high status group like maybe royals or noble people during this time
1: and this site has one of the most golden guys found in the world right yeah (laughs) well in
0: the world it's only been found in scandinavia and uh, i think it's fourth most in sweden 31 so 31 Golden Guys, that's the fourth most from one site in Sweden. But if you go to Denmark, they have one site, which is like the mother of all sites. It's called uh in Danish. That's the beautiful language of Danish. And um, uh, it means the black earth, which is the earth, um, the color that is created um, from cultural layers um, mm. When people have lived in a place for a long time and they have thrown stuff around them, like dirt and bones, and yeah. yeah. And they have found, I think they're getting close to 4,000 <laughs> golden guys now. So, so uh,
1: would you say it originated in uh, Denmark?
0: Like yeah, the... so this whole phenomenon seems to be a Danish, or a, at least a Danish influenced phenomenon so almost all the sites are that it's found are sites that they are in in areas that were connected to the danish chiefs or kings aska is a bit different because it's a bit high and maybe it shouldn't be maybe it shouldn't be so influenced by the danes especially since the Construction is almost mirroring another site further north in Sweden. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> did, you, did you get too excited and yeah, can't yeah, breathe? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So blah 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 blah. Uh, further north. Um, so this it shows some connections to to the Danish people by having this, because they don't really have it have it further north. Uh, than this well to a big extent at least they do have it in norway though which i uh, i think you could say we're also a bit under the danish influence but there are some other connections to norway like one of the uh, stamps you could say is identical to um, one that has been found in norway that's that's one thing. <laughs> another connection is actually that we found game gaming pieces for something called Nefatafel.
1: and where did you first see this game?
0: I actually saw it like many times before. Oh, okay. I've seen it before, but uh, it's also in video games. it's kind of funny any anyone know Carl von Linni Carl Linus? Do you know the Chinese name Winnie? the botanist that looked at a lot of species and gave, gave them names Linnae. that's probably him
1: Carl Linnae.
0: yeah so um, i'm not sure if everyone is familiar with him but
1: i am sure everyone is familiar with him okay. well i mean they they should know what they what he has done before
0: okay then uh, i'm not gonna explain what he has done there but he went to the north of sweden to look at the the northern Swedish flora and fauna and he wrote a description of of his travels and he stayed with the Sami people. So the Sami people is the indigenous people of northern Sweden. They herd reindeer, they live in tents, kind of and um, they have colorful clothes. But at that time they were also playing this game called Tablut, and this game is actually a version of Nefatafel, the old Norse game. And during the time Linnaeus went there, which was, I guess, in the 1700s, they were still playing it, and but they weren't. So this game, it's about it's about a force of attackers, one side. One person is controlling a group of attackers, and one side is controlling a group of defenders, and the defenders has a king. And in order for the attacker to win, they have to capture the the king. And in order for the defender to, ki- to king to win, uh, they have the king have to flee by reaching the edge of the field uh, of the board. And um, in the in the Sami version, the tablut they actually had that the defending people were swedish and the attacking people were russians or muscovite people so that's kind of funny so yeah the the connection to norway right i'm almost forgetting here um the connection is that even though the the these these gaming pieces are made of bones it's not Any bone. At first, we first we thought it might be antler from like a a reindeer or something, but it's not.
1: What is it?
0: It's bone from whales. It's bone bones from whales that live in in the sea outside of northern Norway.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yes. So these people have had some trading connections with the the northern norway people because they have the same golden guys and they have the same well the the bone or the gaming pieces come from from that uh, area so that is pretty cool but that's all the connections <laughs> to norway there is so it's not great <laughs> is there anything else about this i should say
1: is there Anything interesting that you found this year?
0: Except for the golden guys Ex- and, and the gaming piece?
1: Yeah, I think the golden guys are not the, the main focus for you this year.
0: No. Well, I think it's it's a bit too difficult for me to describe this. Because it's about the structure of, of the building. That's what I've been looking for mostly this year. Last year, I was digging this uh, post hole. It was a huge postal. And with huge, I mean huge. <laughs> like, seriously. Uh, you could fit probably four, five, six people inside. And it was almost two meter deep. This is extraordinary for this type of buildings. And very rare. But this year, I was l- mostly looking for to understand how this building is built and it's it's not as easy as it (laughs) sounds or as it as you might think because you have to interpret everything and you have to make good decisions and i was set to be the the boss of one of the or two of the trenches so i had to make good decisions i think in the end we, we we got a good result but we're still looking at photos and thinking, like, to understand uh, everything. But there were some good things. I, I, we, I think, I think we found the actual entrance, one of the entrances. And you know who was digging there?
1: Winnie was digging there, right? Yeah, you
0: you came and visited one day, and uh, you got to help.
1: Yeah, I was gonna go there and take a look and maybe helped a little bit (laughs) but then i started with like the hard work
0: yeah yeah removing the soil from the top to the uh, ground to the level we wanted to go and it was hard soil (laughs) it was like clay
1: (laughs) it was very difficult the the archaeology 101 that i learned
0: yes yes um people were telling me Ula, why don't you let her do some some easier work, some more fun work? And I was like, no, she's going to learn this from, from the scratch. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then on that day, I decided that I'm not going to do archaeology in the yes, future. Yes,
0: that's but, what I wanted.
1: But it was fun to actually get to see how it is, because yeah. I've only heard you talk, talk about, about it, it and mm. it was very abstract for me. Mm. But then I... Got to go there and actually dig and see how it works and talk to people. Mm. It was interesting.
0: Yeah, and you found some stones.
1: I found the teeth.
0: You found the teeth. All oh, right, some pig's um, teeth. Pig teeth. Yeah, Th-
1: that's the only find
0: that I had. Well, you had the the stones, the feature.
1: Well, you, oh, because I gave up too early, yeah. so it was actually you that got to the feature. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but I ca- I count it as yours. Okay thank you so I I actually caved in I said that well okay because other people were telling me like let her do some fun stuff and I I wanted her to get from the ground level to the level uh, where the features are so she could see the features come out and it's very rewarding to start with nothing and then you see them appearing
1: unfortunately I I just gave up at the at the level, like, level right above um.
0: yeah. so um, i guess it was it was not meant to be <laughs> yeah, but it
1: was still rewarding to see yeah. what came up
0: mm. and right at that point that's where the doorway started according to latest uh, latest um hypothesis or theory something else that's good came out of this excavation what's that yeah so since i've been um, doing i've been excavating with this person the leader for quite some time i think this is my fourth year doing that yeah and um, this year he has been when all the archaeological colleagues have been coming he has been saying oh this is Ula." He is very good at this. You should hire him. And it turns out that um, I actually got a couple of months work now this autumn uh, because of this. Yay! And that might lead to me getting some work next year. Because this is the biggest company in um, archaeological company in Sweden that hires me. And they will probably need people next year too
1: yeah that's the another interesting that i that I thought about mm. that you get visitors every day and you get to talk to people yeah. either they're only interested in it or they're like professional archaeologists mm. and you get gain more connections and mm. they might open like other doors for you
0: yeah and uh, I think archaeology is very special in this sense because even if you are competitors to um professionally to each other when you work in different companies you still kind of cooperate and you come and you look at their site and they come and look at your site and you share information because the end goal isn't about who gets to work most the end goal is or to to find more yeah because yeah daniel we found more (laughs) (laughs) so take that um no, the, the purpose is to understand what we're looking at. And we can't do that if we don't cooperate. And people are so friendly uh, to, to us, I think. Like, people were coming with cookies and baked things and lemonade and... Oh, and the pizza and the store. The pizza place, are which you... actually uh, named it itself after the Golden Guys and had the Golden Guy as a picture for it. And one of the villagers there actually... Uh, Made shirts <laughs> with the golden guys, which we could get them. Uh, the people that excavated. Yeah, I, uh, peop- I'm, I'm, I'm a bit overwhelmed. How interested and and friendly people people were, and we we went to the pizzeria again.
1: Yes, the the last open.
0: The last day it was they, open. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good.
1: Super good.
0: So yeah, I think that's probably what I want to say about the excavation I hope it hasn't been too incoherent is that a weird word
1: (laughs) that's a very weird word but I think your sharing is very informative and interesting yeah Uh, because I think people in Taiwan they don't well we didn't get to be exposed to like archaeology and like field work and stuff
0: so I think to make it easier for, for you guys, you could say that these are the v- Vikings and the people that were becoming Vikings.
1: So the pre-Vikings.
0: Yes. And this is about 600 to 900 sometime bef- uh, after Christ. Or if you want um, uh, the other way of count, count counting the what's it called like before common era bce or after common era i don't know or common era that's just what you say when it's this time so instead so there is this idea among scholars that we shouldn't use christ before christ oh because uh, it's not
1: like Scientific based or something.
0: Yeah. And, and it's like a religious thing. And it's not inclusive and everything. Mm. So a lot of people are using. Before common era. For the time before Christ. And common era. For the time after Christ.
1: But they're basically the same thing.
0: It's exactly the same thing. Oh, But then there's actually some other. Systems. Uh, that we use to date things. In archaeology. So before in the 1950s i think the air was not very it wasn't so full of active coal i think or some kind of coal so maybe you know the c14 method the coal 14 method where you date things and that method uh, when you calculate calculate it it's um, uh, you look at at the time before this certain date. I don't remember exactly, but around 1950. But yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I don't know why I took it up. So you're starting school soon.
1: Yes, you're going to start work on Monday, yes, the 30th of August. Yes. And I'm going to start school on the 1st of September. So it's going to be interesting in this autumn.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna excavate Stone Age. So maybe we'll do a Stone Age episode.
1: That would be cool. Yeah. Okay, so I guess in in two months, we'll know how how your new job Mm. and excavation goes. Mm. Okay, that's all.
0: That's all. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.